Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! everybody. Maybe you're enjoying your breakfast, maybe a late brunch or an early brunch. I don't even know what time brunch should be. I don't know if I've ever had brunch, Cam. I'm George Curtis. Yeah. He's Cam's for rich people. It's a, it's a right rich, it's a rich man's game there, George. For me, but, like but what is it? I don't even know. I just don't know what I do. I do simple things. I wake up. I, I I basically make my own egg McMuffins at home now. All I do is you get a you get an egg, you crack it, you whisk it with a fork, you pop it in the microwave for like a minute. That flattens out there. If you have a bowl, you can kind of make it into a round disc. You get a piece of ham or bacon, you slap it on, boom, with an English muffin, instant egg McMuffin. I'm ready to rock. Brunch, I don't do brunch either. It's more for people who got a lot of time. They want to start drinking at noon type of thing. Uh, we're, we're here to give fantasy advice. We, uh, we have no time for brunch. I never understood brunch, though. I mean, you wake up, uh, whatever time you wake up, 7, 8 o'clock on a work day, you have your breakfast. So when is brunch? At 11? Isn't that just an early lunch? I mean, then, when, yeah. then what time is lunch? Is lunch at 3? What time are you eating dinner? I just, it confuses me, so I've never gotten it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, though. Yeah. I was on my way to the studio uh, once a, a while back, and I was hungry. You know, it was like, I guess it was like 6 a.m. or something like that. And I decided, and I, I, I rarely go to McDonald's or anything like that, but I was, I was really hungry. So I figured, all right, you know what, I'm driving in. I'll grab a, a couple of egg McMuffins and, uh, you know, I'll eat on the, on the drive in. It, it's early, folks. There's not much people on the road. I'm not really worried about anything. I got a, a, a sticker shock when I saw the price of egg McMuffins. They're more than a, a, a Big Mac or a Whopper or oh, a I burger. Know. Like, I what know. the hell? Fast food's out of control, buddy. That's the thing. Like, I'm looking at the value combos. Like, you can go there now to these places, and combos are like ten ninety nine, eleven ninety nine. I might as well go down to a tavern and you know sit down and have a beer with a burger and fries for like fifteen bucks. No, it's ridiculous, George. That's the thing. That's uh, that's why uh, at home, you know, I get my ingredients. I don't go out as much as I used to, buddy. Uh, got to save up my money for DFS and gambling. I got no time to to, to bust out uh, twenty spots at fast food joints. No thanks. Agreed. And you take, I got a couple of kids. You take the McDonald's. For them, McDonald's oh, yeah. is a big thing. Forget about it. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. Ha- happy meal may be happy for them. It makes me sad. But uh, <laughs> all right. I, I digress. Uh, it's been an interesting week in the sports world. Uh, we're going to start with the NFL. Uh, Antonio Brown. Earlier yesterday, we heard he didn't want to meet with the Roonies. Right? He didn't want to meet with the Roonies. Now yeah. he changed his mind. He does want to meet with the Roonies. Uh my opinion has changed on this, uh, Cam. If you would have asked me, and I'm sure you did, a month ago, uh, six weeks ago, I would have thought, no doubt, uh, Brown's gone. He's gone. He's, uh, he'll be traded. Now I don't think he will be, not because of this meeting, but because the Steelers just, they're not going to be able to get what they want for him, uh, which is a first-round pick, obviously, but they're not going to be able to get that. And it, 
Part of it is because of Brown himself. Maybe a big part of it is because of Brown himself. He keeps getting himself into trouble. He keeps mouthing off, saying idiotic things that are hurting his trade value. I now believe that Brown is going to end up staying with Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's actually not a it's it's not a bad thought, George. And the more I think about it, it's hilarious too. Just just how the way stupid Twitter is and stuff. It's like uh, when we were talking to our boy Morenci will join us a little bit later, eleven forty. I think we'll go over the college picks for the games that kick off at twelve, one and two o'clock. But you know, it's like, oh, they're not uh, going to sign Garcon. He's going to the Niners. No, that's the, that's not happened. That don't make up stories. And you're right. The more the more I'm thinking about this too, I'm starting to think the Steelers are in the mix. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Let's just say this, George. He's done a lot of damage to that organization to himself, the relationship with Ben Roethlisberger. They're going to have to be men about it, not children, and fight with each other and, you know, get over all the stuff that they've said. But that's the thing. When you, we're talking about non-market value, and the wor- the longer this goes on, the worse it's going to get. So, yeah, Pittsburgh might just keep this guy as a malcontent there, and you know what I mean? And he realizes, well, I have to play. If I eventually am going to leave this place, I have to play well because I, I, I want to get paid. So it actually does make a lot of sense. I know some other teams are in the mix, but the way things are going, you're never going to get what you're going to get get for him and uh you know even that offense with just juju smith schuster alone yeah it'll be it'll be okay we got bell we got him so many questions with the steelers heading into the season and uh that's an excellent point that you bring up the longer it goes the more i think he's actually going to stay i just like that i think the steelers are going to want value and what they uh you know teams of course you want value for your player but they're not going to look at the fact that a new team's going to take on that 21 million dollar hit 21 million contract you got a guy who's you don't know how he's going to mesh in your locker room. I mean, let's face it, he can't mesh with the Pittsburgh locker room. And we could st- say whatever we want about the Pittsburgh locker room. It's still the Steelers. A, an organization yeah. that's generally been pretty stable. It's not the Cowboys where you don't know what you're going to get you know, from week to week. This is the Steelers. You know, a, a very stable organization really since day one when they came into the league here. So for, their, for it to deteriorate there. And I think you said something that's very important about Roethlisberger, Brown, everybody else not acting like children. Oh, no, unfortunately, I don't think they. I don't think that's going to change. I don't think Rosberg's an ass. You know, he says so he many is. stupid things. Uh, I, I, so I would be. I'd be upset if I was Brown as well. But Brown also is the same way. And maybe that's the problem. You got two guys that are the exact same way that aren't going to be able to mesh here. But I think the bottom line is the Steelers aren't going to be able to get the value back that they want. And now we hear that they might put the transition tag on Bell, which is even that's that to me seems spiteful. All right, he doesn't want to play for you. He sat out last year. Yep. Let it go. Let it go and end it. End at least one controversy rather than putting a transition tag on him and I imagine try and trade him and see what you can get there. I mean, Steelers right now, they're turning into the Cowboys. And it's a, I guess, hey, it's, it's good for us. It's good drama. It's well, good soap opera. But both of from our teams, them, let it go. Both of, both of our teams, George, I'm, as a Seahawks fan, it's a train wreck. Pete Carroll thinks he can take any reclamation project and it doesn't matter what you do. Like he believes, you know what? Under my system, with me, I'm the type of guy, I'm going to help you out. You will play fine for this team. And you saw what happened with our team. Basically, all those guys from the old regime, all the Super Bowl winning guys are gone. Sherman's with the Niners. Uh, Earl Thomas, you know, he he given the team the bird at the end. He probably probably will end up in Dallas. That would be the best for him, being from the University of Texas. And Cowboy fans would love that. But I'm just saying, all the old guys came in, and they basically said after a while, you know what? It's your way or the highway. You guys are gone. Management came in, and then they brought in all these young kids who actually overachieved with the team. But our teams are very similar that way. They both have a lot of uh, malcontent chirpers on the team and, uh, you know, not great guys in the locker room. You know, it's funny. What Pete Cow reminds me of, and to an extent, so does Jerry Jones. They, they both do the same thing here. They remind you know, 
back when we were, I guess more of a high school thing or uh, when we were younger, and you, you always can't, uh, you always, the girl you like always goes out with the bad guys, you know, the guys you're going to treat yeah, them like yeah, crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Treats them like right, crap, and, and then it wants to hang out with you where you're in the friend zone. Hey, you want to go for lunch at the diner? No, no, I don't actually. Like, yeah, sometimes you got to put your foot so, down, George, and say, I don't want to be in the friend zone. Right, brother? <laughs> Wasn't quite where I was going with that. But yeah, yeah, okay, that, that sorry, sorry, too. sorry, continue. Uh, <laughs> that one hit that one hit a little too close to home there, George. Continue. <laughs> what I was going with is uh you know, and they uh you, you find out well, why does she always go out with these these losers, guys that treat them like crap and all this? well, you know, they girls like they, they they want to see if they can change people. They want to they want to see if they it's can change point. them into the guy they want. And that's what they you know, Jerry Jones, Pete Cow, I think it's Pete Cow is a, a a very good example of it. They want to they want to prove to everybody else they can change people. People to be, uh, become the player they want them to be. Sort of what Belichick has done at times as well. You know, be, uh, Randy Moore's becoming the player he wants them to be, that sort of thing here. It's intriguing. It's not a good idea. You know, for Dallas, it generally has not worked over and over again. Um, as for Earl Thomas, I mean, you're right. He's from Texas. You know, he would make sense for the Cowboys. They need a safety. Uh, there's two problems here. Uh, one problem being. Dallas has about $70 million in cap room, which sounds like that's, a lot, but they got so many of their own free agents. That's the thing. He'd have to take a big-time hometown discount. And I know he'd probably want to play there, but not enough to ruin his pocketbook. Yeah, it's a good point. I'd love to have him as a Cowboy fan. Yeah. Chris Richard, of course, is, his former D.C. is there as well. True. I'm sure he would love to have him as well. You know, because he could run, he could run the defense, or at least the defensive secondary, the way Chris wants it run. So it, make, it, it all makes sense, except... For the cap. That's the only thing that doesn't really work here. But, but as I say, this, I know when I talk to you and Cam, you know, we talk on Tuesdays and I'm uh, the guest on the show. I always bring up the cap room. Now, one thing I want to say is, yes, I always, always team only has $14 million in cap space. We all know that's really, I don't want to say it's fake, but if a team wants a player, they can manipulate the cap. We that's know true. they can do that. But you're being you a know, realist so. by looking at it from a point of view saying, okay, well, we don't have one guy to sign. We have multiple guys to sign here in Dallas, and they're all star players. They're not chump guys that you can get for a cheap contract. They're guys that you want to stay in the organization, that you want long-term deals with, that are going to stick around and build something here. So, yeah, it's very, very different. Yeah, That's the thing. Everybody comes up with these imaginary, oh, we live in Candyland trains, and I'm guilty of it too because, you know, it it sounds good, but sometimes you got to crunch the numbers and say, no, no, this is not viable. This is not going to happen. You can bring in the smartest guys in the world to crunch the numbers. You you can make some things work, George, but you can't fit and make everything work. Sometimes fitting, you know, something that's round, into a square peg, uh, it just won't happen. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's absolutely it's possible. Uh, the cat makes you for you know you have to make some interesting decisions. You know, Demar for the Cowboys, Demarcus Lawrence. They could franchise him again, but that's going to cost you about twenty million. You know, you'd like to get him signed long term. Whether you can or whether you can or can't, we don't know. What are you going to do with Dak Prescott? Uh, I I am not a believer. Not right now. You know, I don't want to sign him to. If I'm the Cowboys, I don't want to sign him to a long-term, twenty-five million dollars a year contract. I don't think he's worth. I don't think he's that kind of quarterback. But Dallas really has. They don't have to do it this year. They can wait till next year. You know, when his contract's up, and then make up your mind there. You know, once again, you can always franchise him without him leaving. What do you do with Ezekiel Elliott? He's going to be due. Uh, do you believe in running backs? A lot of teams don't. I think the Cowboys do. I think they will uh, give him the big money, the Todd Gurley-type money, the money that Le'Veon Bell wanted but didn't get. But, you know, not all teams believe in signing the running back. Byron Jones is free. You know, he's a – I think he, I don't think he's the type of quarterback, a shut-down cornerback, Deion Sanders, that kind of guy. I don't think he's that, Patrick Peterson. But he's a good cornerback. He's going to get paid. So the Cowboys will have some decisions to make. It's what will hurt the idea of Earl Thomas coming there. That being said, maybe – 
maybe Thomas doesn't take a big discount, but maybe he'll take a, 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 an enough of a discount where the Cowboys will get in there. It's, it's something worth watching here because we know Earl Thomas wants to play there. He's made that well-known. He certainly doesn't want to play for the Seahawks. Gave them the, uh, the middle, you know, the one-finger salute there. And, uh, and he is free. And they, they, to the Cowboys, there is a need. So it will be something worth watching here, what happens there. But uh, the cap is always makes things interesting, to say the least. Yeah, it does. It's just it's just a crazy week in general. We'll go over like you know all the things that have happened in the NFL, the draft too. Kyler Murray, him coming out now, that's kind of changing the quarterback, uh, you know, rankings. Where people are thinking who's going to be the top guy ranking, and a lot of teams kind of shuffling around. George, it's going to be a very very interesting draft with varying opinions. That's the thing. Like some people have Kyler Murray, you know, maybe a top five pick. Other people are thinking, you know, mid mid first round. That seems to be some of the consensus there with the height. Oklahoma's coach, uh, you know. You know, uh, Lincoln Riley came out and said height was never an issue with him. And even though he's like 5'9", you know, he p- plays a lot bigger than his size. You talked about it earlier, too, with the RPOs, the system, the way the, the game has changed. He's a guy that's going to just basically get out of the pocket and make a lot of things happen. Very, very interesting. And a, a, a dichotomy of quarterbacks, too. The kid from Duke. you got got so many other guys, right? Um, it's going to be fascinating. Like This this NFL draft, usually before you kind of have an idea, this can go all over the board because I, I really don't know what's going happened then cliff kingsbury basically saying a long time ago before he got hired with the cardinals he said listen if if murray's the first guy available i'll take him but now today he says you know earlier this morning josh rosen has the keys to the castle okay so we'll see who knows who knows what's going to happen with this guy you could say whatever you want and do something totally different listen they're all lying no one's telling the truth, right? Because no one wants to give away what their what their plans are. Yeah, that's another uh, King, King, another team. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What's Kingsbury going to say? Oh yeah, we're taking Murray. Well, then he's not going to tell people that. He wants to tell people he's not <laughs> taking. Maybe somebody will trade up now to take him. Yeah, maybe someone will offer him that. You know, seventeen number one picks to get that first overall pick. You know, listen, NFL draft. Yeah, listen, we all know the NFL rules, right? It rules the sports world. It rules the TV world. And the NFL draft is like a season into itself. I mean, it just—it's just fantastic because of the because of everything you just laid out. <clears throat> where, where will Murray go? You know, will, will somebody trade up for him? Will multiple teams want to trade up for him? Will Kingsbury, who said he wants to take him number one overall, will he just take him number one? You know, what's going to happen here? Generally, in drafts, we've seen over the past what decade or so, maybe longer, quarterbacks, even if they're not the best overall player, every the NFL is a quarterback-driven league. Everybody wants a quarterback. So, you know, I know all these, uh, all these mock drafts, you know, Haskins is going to the Giants at six. No, he's not. Because he'll be taken before that. Some team will trade up if they believe in him. The yeah. Giants may have to trade up if they believe in him to go from six to three or whatever it might be. I doubt he lasts till six. Kylan, but Murray is by far, by far, the focus of this draft. Because what happens? You said he could be top five, top ten, first round. Is he Lamar Jackson where team trades back in? What do you believe in a five-nine quarterback? I mean, Ken, that's two inches taller than me. I mean, I, I don't know how he could see over his linemen. Yeah, it's it, it, that, that, that's the thing. Like they're 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 trying to really downplay it. It almost seems to me they want to give him like an extra inch and all this other stuff too. No, he's significantly smaller. And to actually compare him to the big reports uh, to Russell Wilson. Trust me, I know Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, when he got drafted in the third round, he's a couple inches taller than this guy. Sure, one thing, the only thing, the only thing 
that Kyler Murray does better than Russell Wilson right now is run a, in a race. And Russell Wilson, by no stretch, is a tortoise. He's very, very fast, but Murray's exceptionally fast. He's like the Tasmania devil out there. He's real quick. But other than that, there's so many things he has to do. He has to work on long throws. He has to work on short throws. He has to work on rolling out to the, to the other side and getting more accurate. Sure, a lot of those things in college were different. He's playing against Big 12 defenses, and he was just carving them up. Once he got into open space, he made moves. In the NFL, they're a hell of a lot bigger, faster, and quicker, and you don't have some stiff, you know, that's uh, that you could deke out and, and make look bad all the time. These are the best of the best. So, yeah, I have a lot of questions heading into the draft with them, too. My biggest question is, I mean, they're all trying to make excuses for him. All the game is different in this day and age. You don't need to be, you know, 6'2", six, 6'4", six, whatever it is for a quarterback. And while I agree, some of that is true, still, 5'9", you're going to have trouble being a pocket passer because it's going to be tough for you to see over that line. And if you're going to be doing your RPOs every play and running, he's yeah, not I'll eventually like figure it out. <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you, that Jones quarterback from Duke, is to me, is looking better and better. He had a foot injury, George, but you want to talk about an old-school big tall strong kid like if you want to go old school football he's the guy and i know walter football i respect him he's the first quarterback taken in the draft that's who they like so interesting it'll be fun and we'll we'll talk about it we're gonna play a little game with cam see where cam thinks kyla murray is going after this we're gonna put the gm hat on cam weekend fantasy update he's cam stewart i'm george kurtz we'll be back talk a little bit more kyla murray after this From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. Yes, I'm listening like everybody else. I have never heard the tune before. Uh, <laughs> gotta, love the, gotta love the prince. He loves to spin him. Okay, that's Sean Angle behind the glass uh, picking out our music for us. And uh, he, he piqued my curiosity. Uh, I'm curious, George, there. So uh, very good, Mr. Angle there. All right. So I said, uh, I teased. We're going to put the little uh, GM hat on Cam here. Uh, with Kyler Murray, because uh, I think it's going to be great theater, great a great show on Thursday night uh, of the draft, the first round. See where he goes, see what uh, action comes of it. Uh, who's trading up to take a shot at him? Because I, I'll say it again, I doubt, I doubt the uh, he's just going to last. There's going to be teams. Someone's going to believe. Someone's going to truly believe that he can be a franchise quarterback. You know. So first, Cam, you're a Kingsbury, all right? You already said you would take him number one overall before you got the job as uh, the Arizona Cardinals head coach, but you already have Josh Rosen. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, are you taking Kyler Murray number one overall? 
Nope, I don't do it. Uh, no, I, I, I think Rosen needs a, at least more time to develop. It's not even it's not even his fault there, George. We we watched all the games when we were doing, you know, the weekend updates for the NFL shows, and we did our, our stuff at four. Cardinals were usually playing. Those games were on a lot. I know you have the multiple TV package in your uh, man cave there, and it's it's not all uh, Rosen's fault. He did okay. He was working with a half a deck. They had they were beat up on the offensive line. Larry Fitzgerald's great, but he's an older guy. Christian Kirk was still a kid that they had to work with seals jones i know we liked him from dfs he was a damn ghost at tight end so i don't think it's really fair to assess rosen in that way i think he can be a good quarterback all the other guys you know what i mean they, they had a lot more help other uh, other than with the bills i'd say it's very very similar when i look at arizona and rosen what the bills had to do too with allen because you know what i mean they basically had tight ends at receivers but zay jones is your top guy that's that's not going to cut it but i think he deserves a hell of a lot more he was good in college and you know i think we have to basically give the kid a shot that's it, it's kind of like what they did with wilkes i don't even you know we're gonna get rid of him like what what did this guy do to lose his job nothing you put him in a position to fail and, and yeah they were a bad team like you have to give it a little more time so for me you know you either pick uh quinn and williams the defensive tackle out of alabama or, or nick bosa those are the only two options for arizona you you know you build it you get a defensive tackle or defensive end and you fix that line pretty simple no i pass all right, you sort of answered my second question there, but uh, I was going to say, you don't take Murray. You know, you're not Arizona. You're not going to take a quarterback first overall. Are you keeping the pick, or are you trading down? Oh, anytime I have an opportunity to trade down, I will. Um, the thing is, they can they can maybe still get their guy and, and land another pick. I do really like the guys at the top of the draft, though. Williams, the defensive tackle out of Alabama, is a killer. Like this guy is absolutely fantastic. He's going to get tons and tons of pressure on the quarterback. He he's got to be he's a lock for a top three selection. Other guys in the top three: Josh Allen to the Jets at three. That makes a lot of sense. Bosa's probably going to go first overall. The name value with his brother and, and the Chargers. But yes, and, and you know what, George? As a Seahawk fan, things got better for us in the draft. I remember when we when we traded down and ended up getting Walter Jones and Sean Springs both in the first round. That was when we became, you know, a joke team and started to get smarter in the draft, stockpile picks and do things that smart teams do, you know, not uh, reach for picks, but instead stockpile them. And then eventually over time, all those picks really turned out. And, you know, we turned into a respectable football team, not a two and 14 doormat with uh, Stan Gelba running the helm there. So, yeah, things change. But uh, I think if you're Arizona, you definitely do as much as you can. You could move down and still still get a good guy they need help in so many areas so maybe you could be able to get a, an offensive lineman and a tackle or a d end if they can uh, move down and somebody wants to sniff around for their pick all right so we are no no murray for arizona san fran is the second pick we know they got garoppolo they're happy jets at number three they got donald they're not taking him bring us to the raiders at number four that's all the right, one I, who, that's, that's the where one. you think he's going that's no that's the there's two things that i think are going to happen in this draft um, I think if he does go, the Raiders at four makes sense. They have so many picks. And John Gruden loves quarterbacks. That's where I think he'd fall. The Redskins are either going to take Daniel Jones, right? I think he's probably going to be the guy. They, there's a story about Alex Smith. They don't think he's going to. Jones or Haskins would probably be gone with the Redskins and Giants there. You can either fl- flip them, but those two quarterbacks are probably going to go. I, I think the Raiders have enough to do something like that. If not, I really think he's going to fall. I know we're playing the game, so I'm not going to tell you where he's going to go after that. But I think the Raiders are the one team that just say, might say, screw it. They could, they got tons of picks, too. They might go after somebody. They can go for help, uh, you know, on the defensive line, too. But I, I would say if somebody does it, 
The Raiders want to make a, hey, you know it's a business too, uh, Kurtz. Splash, Las Vegas, having problems getting the deal. You know, the San Francisco mayor said beat it. They're uh, actually groveling now back, back to the Bay Area, seeing if they can, you know, get a temporary home before they move to Vegas. I think the Raiders got a lot of interest. If there's one team that likes to make a splash going into Vegas, hell, the Raiders make a lot of sense to me. But this would mean that John Gruden lied to us. He said Derek Carr is his man. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, and now you mentioned the Raiders have two extra picks in the first round. They got the 24th from Chicago and the Khalil Mack deal, and they got the 27th from Dallas and the Amari Cooper deal. So, yeah, they could take a shot at uh, Kyler Murray. And still, hey, we have two other first-round picks in case it doesn't work out to uh, fix the rest of our team. It's interesting. Interesting uh, what, uh, what could happen there. All right, but let's, let's move on here. Tampa at five. Any chance Arians? The, he's lying about Winston. He goes at the Kyler Murray. No, I, I, I don't think so. I think they're going to they're gonna play it out there. Uh, I think uh, Winston is going to be his guy, and Winston understands it's now or never for him. I don't, I don't think they're going to go for Murray at that pick. No, I think he'll, he'll, he'll slip a little bit more than that there, George. I don't think he'll go to, I'll go to the Bucs, no. Uh, everything works out the Giants' way. All right, no one traded up for Haskins. Yeah. Uh, Murray's there as well. What did we, I would think if Haskins and Murray are both there at six, they're taking a quarterback. Which one? Haskins. I think the I th- I think Haskins being a guy from the area, I think they they really believe in him. The Giants didn't screw around with Barkley last year. Now you get your quarterback. There's a lot of things I like about Haskins. When you take a look at uh, Murray and all the other guys, the Heisman Trophy guys, he's so much bigger, thicker than them. Um, they talk about you know he can make all the passes. I liked what I I liked what I saw against a very good Washington team in the Rose Bowl. You have to assess, you know. In the big time game, he played well in the big games. That's what I look for the quarterback. So what did he do? He lit it up against Michigan. That was a big game for them. He was absolutely fantastic. Bowl game against Washington, the best defensive team in the Pac-12, lit it up against them. There's a couple concerns, you know. It's actually funny. People talk about him being a running quarterback. Running is actually one of the worst part parts of his game, you know what I mean? But he's a, he's a true passer. He's strong, and he's going to get better all the time. I think the Giants have to go with the Haskins there. I got no problem with that. Oh, I agree. I think if it worked out this way where they were both there, I think it would be uh, Haskins. Uh, Giants history just tells us that they take the bigger players. You know, that's how their draft philosophy works. Uh, and that's something that hasn't really changed over uh, the years, decades, and everything else. So I, I completely agree. I think it will be Haskins as well. But I'll say it again. I don't think he's going to be there at six. I think it's going to be a team that wants a quarterback that trades up for him. Uh, our next team. Now, this is going to be a little bit more confusing here. Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, I guess first you have to believe they don't get Nick Foles. So uh, let's discuss that first. Will the Jacksonville Jaguars, will they make a deal with the Eagles for Nick Foles? Yeah, uh, it seems like both sides, you know, the story that came out this week, they're mutually interested. Um, I don't know. This is an interesting, I've been thinking about this one, George. Is Nick Foles the right guy in Jacksonville? Was it the Eagles system? There was just a lot of things with Philadelphia that made Nick Foles look good. I'm still, I'm still not sure. This team still has a wicked defense. A couple, uh, I, I guess Fournette. I think he's going to be probably gone. Um, I, I look at, the, I look at Jacksonville, and I don't think, I, 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 it makes sense to go after Murray if they don't get Foles, but I don't, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think they, I don't think they will. I, I think they actually make a play for Foles. Foles will be the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, or pick up somebody else in the offseason, and, and they won't draft Murray. 
What do you think? But I, this this would make sense to pick, pick. Like, if this happens, would they shock you? No, because you look at Jacksonville, and hell, they haven't had a. a <laughs> you look at their quarterback situation with Blake Bortles. This has been a train wreck since he was drafted. They've given him chance after chance after chance. It's not working. It's time to move on. This guy has no confidence. Like, he can run. You give him time, he still can't make the throw. It's a problem. Blake Bortles is not an NFL starting quarterback. That's enough. I agree with everything you said. I think they, they'll end up with Foles. Uh, I don't know what the deal might be. A third round pick, fourth round pick. Maybe you said Fournette in there. You know, wouldn't that solve both problems? You know, you it get would. rid of Fournette, the Eagles get their running back, at least a chance at a running back. Fournette's a good running back when healthy. That's the key there. He just can't stay healthy. You know, he's missing that one ability we all like, availability. Uh, so, but I think that's something that could be talked about, could be worked out here. But bottom line is, I think Foles does end up in Jacksonville. So I agree with you. Murray's not going there either. No, no, he, he, he's not. This is where th- things get interesting after, after Jacksonville. There's a couple teams that you're thinking there, George. Like, what do we think? Detroit? No. You still have Stafford, but, you know, that, that's kind of a bad situation. The Bills? No, they went out and got Allen. That's definitely not going to happen. But things get interesting when we're looking at 10 or 11, friend. That's when things, what's going to happen there. All right, so 10's Denver. They just traded for Joe Flacco. Granted, they didn't give up much. Fourth round pick. And I think Elway is now 0 for 6, by the way, a quarterback since Anthony oh, Peyton God, Manning left. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing to me, John Elway. Like, as a Seahawks fan, nobody, like, destroyed our team more. Like, I have childhood nightmares of John Elway just, you know, with a couple seconds left on the clock, marching down the field and scoring the winning field goal or touchdown to beat us in heartbreaking fashion, which happened time after time, week after week. But, man, when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks, one of the best quarterbacks is awful at it. I can't believe some of the guys he's picked up. Paxton Lynch, like, it's crazy to me. It's uh, like, he really panics with the quarterback position. But uh, anyway, George, you'd, you'd be surprised for a guy that plays the position so well, he has problems evaluating very, very well. It's nuts. It, it is. I mean, listen, we all knew Peyton Manning would be a damn good quarterback, so I'm not giving him credit for that. But everything, I mean, <laughs> Simeon, Lynch, Keenum now, and that, obviously there's been three others that I can't think of. Uh, it, it just hasn't worked out. You trade for Flacco. I guess my first, well, let's talk about Flacco for a second. Is Flacco really that big an upgrade over Keenum? No, uh, some some would say it's a downgrade. You know, we, we do a lot of DFS and betting here at the network, and when Vegas comes out and has Denver 100 to one, and with Flacco make them 125 to one, that tells me that they think it's the same, basically same de- or, or or a downgrade. They they knock them down. Then you look at Baltimore. What happens with their odds with Flacco even not around? They went from 30 to 20 to 28. You know what I mean? They, with Lamar Jackson there, obviously not even a, pr- a problem. He would have been the starter anyway. Flacco's old. He got benched for him last year. But it just tells you when people who are making these odds in Las Vegas and New Jersey at the sports books go, oh, wow, Joe Flacco's the quarterback of Denver? Uh, let's make them 125, not 100. That tells me they have no confidence in Denver this year. You know, it's like a short-term solution before they eventually get another quarterback. It's actually shocking to me, uh, George. I, I have no idea what the Broncos are doing. Okay. Well, what did you just say there at the end, though? Short-term solution before they get another quarterback. All right. Yeah. Kyler Murray yeah. is there at ten. What I do mean, you, do you? What do you think about that, George? <sighs> do you think it makes it, Elway the way he's with quarterbacks? He, I know he's more. If you look at the guys he's drafted, other than Keenum, who's not huge, uh, Lynch was a bigger guy. Like all of them were prototypical kind of bigger type quarterbacks. But maybe he's changed his philosophy with the new. NFL, even though Flacco's an old stu- old school statue, right? Like maybe he's just waiting, thinking, oh, okay, well, this guy might work in this type of system. What's your take? You think they're, they they pull the trigger? 
See, you and I are on the same wavelength here. I mean, actually, most things are on the same wavelength because that's the first thing that came to my mind as well. Is Elway going to be too old school? Flacco is the old school quarterback. You mentioned statue in the pocket, seven-yard drop. You know where he's going to be. Right, and you go out and you go get him. So Kyler Miller would be the, the anti-Flacco, right? I mean, really, it would be the anti-Flacco. And the anti, in some ways, the anti-Elway. Elway could run. He could scramble. So uh, I don't know. And also, does Elway want to take another top pick on a quarterback that, you know, we all know Murray's a great athlete. But really, nobody knows he's going to be a great quarterback. You know, we don't know that. It's you true. don't. Because he's, he's, he's nowhere near prototypical. You'd have to change your offense completely. Right, he'd be an RPO offense. You want, he'd be you know, going outside, scrambling outside one way or the other all the time and throwing from there because he's not going to throw from the pocket all that much. And although I think his throwing is better than Lamar Jackson, we saw that Lamar Jackson have problems with easy, yeah. easy completions, layups that he couldn't make last year. So you wonder if that's going to be an issue as well. I think we, when you put this all together, I think there is some heat on Elway now. I don't think he'll take Murray at 10. What do you think? No, uh, I, I'm with you. It seems like something he would do, but I'm going to say no. Um, I do have an next. The, the next one, though, uh, is a little bit interesting, uh, George. As, as you go down the list, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something that uh, I don't think a lot of people have talked about. But I'm gonna. I'm basically going to say uh, there's a team that I think is off the radar that people need to think about. I know a team I'm going with as well. We, ha- we haven't gotten there yet, obviously. But uh, I'm, I don't think it, now that you said it's off the radar, I, I don't think it's the same team we're thinking of. Anyway, next, 11. And, uh, Cincinnati, Andy Dalton. Uh, we, we all know what Dalton is. He's not a guy who can lead you. To, he's not going to lead you to a championship. He's just not. New head coach now. You still have A.J. Green. Any chance Cincinnati pulls the trigger on Murray? That's George. That's that, that. That's the thing that I'm thinking about. You got a. You got a. You got a new coach, a new regime. You want to do something a little bit different. Um, Jeff Driscoll. That could, that guy could be the backup. Andy Dalton is. It's his last year. He's going to be gone from Cincinnati. Don't be surprised if the Bengals actually tried something like this. It seems like a Bengals thing to do, and. I think everything, uh, I know a lot of drafts, they have uh, Cody Ford going to Cincinnati at 11, big, strong, you know, an unsexy pick, but a smart pick, you know, uh, a massive tackle, but you know, it makes sense to me. It totally makes sense to me. I just think the Bengals, Dalton's done there. Uh, Driscoll is not a starting quarterback. We saw him at the end of the year. He's, he's primarily a backup. It makes total sense to me for Cincinnati to try something like this. They got some good position players mixing, uh, and, and an RPO. Maybe John Ross could be a little bit like it's just they're they're a train wreck. But would it surprise you? This seems like a Bengals thing to do, kind of like just blow up the draft and pick them. I'm telling you, George, it would not shock me if the Bengals did. They have a lot of questions. Like you can't win with Dalton or whatever. They have to start. They have to start anew. I agree. I, for me, it just comes down to this. Uh, it, it, you can win with Dalton regular season games. You're not going to win postseason games. You're not going to get to where you want to go. And sooner or later, you're going to replace Dalton, right? Sooner or later, you, you need to move on here. Uh, I mean, well, I don't think you'll be picking him at 20. So I don't think you're, gonna, you're not going to win 11, 12 games any of these seasons coming up. You know, I'm picking at 11. You know, Haskins is already gone. If Murray is still there, they're not the team I'm going to pick here. But I'm on board with you thinking that they'll. I think it would be a tough for them to pass up on him. That's the thing. If he's available there, if he's available there, Oakland doesn't make a move. Jacksonville doesn't make a move. We don't know what the hell's going to happen with Foles. If the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock and Kyler Murray is still in the draft, don't be shocked if he actually goes there. Because they might just say, we're taking the best damn athlete on the board. This is what we believe. Boom. And the Bengals select Kyler Murray, which 
it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, it would also be a way to invigorate the fan base. Yes. Because you know, Murray, Murray's going to come with a lot of hype. He'll uh, he'll sell some tickets. He'll sell, you know, put some uh, fannies in the seats there. Somebody you can market around. You know, I, let me ask you a question before we go on to teams here. No matter, no matter where Murray goes, no matter what team, how much do you think he plays next year? Do you think he should start from day one? Yes. Just after the Lamar Jackson experience with Flacco and eventually taking over, I think with hard work or whatever, you could start him right from the top. Definitely. All right. Well, we're going to keep talking a little Kyler Murray off a little bit after. At least until we get to my team that I think is going to end up drafting him. Weekend Fantasy Update. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz. We'll be back. Sean Angle behind the glass right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Now, this is a good tune. See, this is something I can listen to. Welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. Uh, Cam Stewart and George Kurtz here. Always busting the Prince balls. That, uh, we, give, uh, we give Gramps Yang the same type of treatment during Red Heat and Rage. Like, the best is when they, like, Gabe likes, like, the metal. Like, we'll put on, like, some hip-hop and stuff like that. You know, Yang likes the hip-hop and whatever. I, I, I'm pretty easy, George. I'll deal with anything. But it's when they play, like, when Yang plays Ruby Tuesday on, like, Thursday or Friday. That's what uh, makes Morenzi peak. That or the CCR song. Like, anything CCR, he's like, Yang, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? Hey, I like CCR. Yeah, I don't mind CCR, too. Like, fortunate son. I enjoy that song. I don't know what it is. Morenzi hates CCR. But uh, anyway, I'm pretty easy going. I really don't care. Other than Ruby Tuesday on Thursday or Friday, yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty easy. That song's a little sad too for the show. Like, I got enough problems. There we go. Yeah, George. There you go. Yeah, he hates it. This is the tune. Yang, the hell's going on? He likes a little more. I just listen to music on the show and not even talk. I'm a little more. Yeah, a little more shredding. Right in the Prince's wheelhouse. Ooh, they're red, white, and blue. George Kurtz. Long Island Rage. It's one of my favorite songs, actually. That's nice. Uh, Great tune. Great tune. My dad's a a big fan. I remember I bought my dad uh, for Christmas, like. 30 years ago, whatever, I bought him like CCR Chronicle. Oh, thank you, son. Thank you. So he, he, uh, he's old school. He likes the Stone CCR stuff. Kind of like the King. Not not as much Kiss as, uh, as, as uh, Engel's old man, but uh, yeah, he's a classic rock guy, too. So that's what I grew up with. My brother left me all his vinyls, so, you know, I got a big uh, extensive music <sighs> collection, awesome. George. Like 5,000. Like, I got like crates and crates of vinyl, and I got lots of CDs. So, yeah, all over the place. Yeah, I've got about 400 CDs, something around uh, there. Uh, I enjoy my music as well, and I, I enjoy all that. I'm a, I'm a Queen, uh, Zeppelin, Who, Floyd, Genesis yes, guy. I used to go Stones. see Bohemian Rhapsody with the girlfriend either today or tomorrow after the show. So well, I'll give you a review next week maybe, see if, if we can get around I, to that. 
I've heard that's pretty good. Uh, the only thing uh, from my music friends that say they say if you're if you're a true Queen fan, some of it will annoy you because it's not true or it's out of order. But they yeah. say the movie itself is pretty good. The uh, the actor who played Freddie Mercury was uh, on target. Yeah, Guy, yeah. Didn't he win an award or something like that? They, uh, they gave him a lot of props. I, I, don't, I don't pay attention to these stupid awards in these oldies shows. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That includes right the ESPYs, by the way. Even the sports yeah. awards, I don't oh, care. Oh, yeah. They, boo. I'm with you. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big uh, big on any of these either. at all. But it's uh, it's funny. As far as the music is concerned, you know, I, I've, I've gone through everything during the day. You know, uh, I, I've, one of the first people I started with was Tony Sincata, and he was a country guy. So it was a lot of country music. And man, during the the ins and the outs, I, I want to strang- I just want to hang myself. Really, I just want to jump <laughs> off my roof, or you know, back when back when you had the other platform on the forty seventh floor, I just want to jump out a window. Really, it's like you got to just kill me with all this country music that's going on here. I couldn't take it anymore. And then uh, you know, Scott Engel would kiss. I could deal with kiss. I'm nowhere near the kiss fan he uh, he is. Nowhere near. But I don't mind them. They're probably a top twenty five yeah, right. band for me. They're right, right, they're all right. I could deal with. To you know, me, I mean, a good song. A- not a fan, like not a huge fan, but you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock you for it. Yeah, they're just one of those things out of all the bands, are, they're okay, you know. <laughs> Tony Sincata, we, got, we got steam shrimps. <laughs> what is this, a fiddle? I don't even know what the hell yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Dueling, dueling banjos. Listen, I like Charlie Daniels. Yeah, you know, a little country Charlie rock. Daniels. I don't mind. I like Jack Daniels. Down with Georgia. I don't know, you like Charlie Daniels. <laughs> Charlie Daniels. Put it in my cup. <laughs> yeah, I guess Jack Daniels might be a little bit more, uh, yeah. a little bit more Spicy. popular. All right. Yes. Yes. Uh, enough of this music stuff. We'll go back yes. to our Kyler Murray discussion our draft. here. Our draft. Yes. Where will Kyler Murray go? That's what's going to be the name of the show. Uh, we got we got Cincinnati as an interesting target at eleven. Uh, I think it makes sense once again it, change it the culture of the team. Get the get the fans pumped up for something new here. And the bottom line is, it, it, Dalton's going to be thirty two next season, and you're you're just not going anywhere with him, right? And you're not going to win any, You're not going to win what you want to win. Sure, you might get to the playoffs at best, and your first round knockout, just like always. All right, twelve. We, he's not going to Green Bay, right? Aaron Rodgers, no chance in hell. Thirteen, Miami. I think most of us assume that Ryan Tannehill will be cut. Oh yeah. Once the new year starts, so save some cap room in there. And this is a team that we've heard over and over again is playing for next season. And by next season, I mean 2020, uh, because that draft class is much stronger, especially at quarterback. And they're tanking. You know, they're not. I know it's the evil word, but they're going to be tanking. If you're looking for a team, my odds-on favorite to be the worst team in the NFL and have the number one pick in 2020 would be the Miami Dolphins. But let's just say Murray falls to them at 13. Will they take Murray at 13? I think they will. Uh, that That's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm basically going to go to my bookie and some of the sports books that we have here on the network, and if they have, like, where will Kyle, Kyler Murray go draft, That's those are the bets I'm going to make uh, if I can find – plus money to the Raiders, Dolphins, and maybe a sprinkle on Cincinnati. Those are the three teams that, I, that I'm that i going to target with him. I think if he's there, George, and available at that, they, they got to take him. Uh, you want to talk about a fan base that needs a kick in the ass, the same as the Bengals. Well, the Dolphins are in that vein, too. They, they need something positive. They've had hor- horrible quarterbacks year after year. This is a team, but you said it, though. They have so many question marks in all areas, right? Like The Dolphins need to rebuild on all sides of the ball. It wouldn't be surprised me if they tank, but if Murray's there... And you know, with all the hype at, at that at that late in the draft, I think they would scoop them up. They got a new coach, new regime. We'll see, George. But uh, yes, I'm buying in. This is my team as well. 
I think this is where uh, I think they're going to go here, mainly because of what you just said. He's there at this point in the draft. This is probably where he should go, the middle rounds here. If you look at the draft, the 1 to 11 is early, then 12 to 22 is late, uh, is middle, and then 23 to 32 is after that. I think this is where he should go somewhere around here. I don't think they expect him to be there at this point, but I think the only way they would take him would be if uh, Flores, the new head coach, just doesn't believe in a quarterback that size. So he wants a prototypical guy there. Then I could see that, you know, where they, maybe they'd pass on him. But this, this is an organization that needs an overhaul. As far as the fan base, they need to be excited about something. There's no talent there. I mean, think about it. There is no talent there anywhere. I mean, Kenyon Drake's a nice guy, but he's not. He's, he's nothing great. I'm surprised Devontae Parker hasn't been traded. Maybe he will be eventually this offseason. But there's no talent there. They need help all over the place. That being said, I think Miami is also a team because of what we just said. Because I do believe the they they believe the next year's draft class is uh, much better. And once again, I'll say next year not as 2020. I wouldn't surprise me if uh, if he's there at 13 that they want to take him. But I think they would look to trade out too to another team that wants him possibly more. And once again, because of how bad they are, they want to build up extra draft picks. Yeah, stockpile. That's what Miami needs to do too. Very, very similar to Arizona's situation. The Bengals, like, get as many, get as many picks as you can because you need help so many other places. But it's interesting. You think that? What, but what about the Raiders tanking? Uh, George, that's another team. They're still probably going to tank for one more year before they make the the Vegas trip. That's uh, I have to believe you. They were bad last year. I expect them to be pretty bad uh, next year too. So I know we talk about Miami. I think the Raiders are another team that's going to you know suck rocks. But uh, then again, we look at Denver and yeah, it's a uh, kind of. Interesting. You're kind of top heavy with the with the Chargers and uh, Chiefs in that division, and then you got the, the lesser lights that the Raiders and Broncos was going to really suck hard. Oh, I agree. I think the Raiders are a bad team as well, but I don't think they're as I don't think they're as bad as Miami. I just don't. Uh, once again, the Raiders, uh, Terry Carr had an okay season, and they have some other decent players. I think Gruden will trade trade them, mind you. He'll trade anybody he can. I think he definitely wants stockpile picks. This is a team, as we see this in all sports. Whenever you hear a team has got a new stadium opening, or they're going to move, or whatever it is, you know they want to make a big splash in that first year. So they're playing for that. You know, we uh, it looks like Oakland will play in Oakland now next year, if that makes anybody happy. Uh, so all that you know, all that hubbub we made about yeah. uh, Oakland leaving, it looks like that was all for naught. Uh, so they're uh, they're making a deal. So good, for, I guess, good for them. But they're playing for Vegas. Make no mistake about it. They don't care about next season. You know, they they don't. They know they're not going to win anything. You already said it. Chargers and Chiefs are way ahead of them. You know, Broncos are probably a little bit ahead of them. But uh, yeah, the Raiders. Uh, I don't think they'll be as bad as Miami. I think they have enough decent players to win four games. I don't know if Miami can win two. You know, maybe they can beat the Jets. So the Bills are bad in that division too. So that maybe maybe Miami. Yeah, the gets Bills some will be there. the Bills will be better though. With Allen and uh, you get them a little bit of help. That's one team I actually think I'm going to probably go wins over because you look at that division, you know, the Dolphins are going to be that bad. And I, I think the Bills, like, they'll have a very, very low total. You get help for with Zay Jones there at the receiver position. George, we watched. Their defense was phenomenal. They they single-handedly won games. You know, we could talk. I know every team falls off the wagon during an NFL campaign, but the win in Minnesota, the defense basically would have the, the, the Houston game. Like, the offense did absolutely nothing. Remember at the start of the year, Allen was doing nothing. 
and the defense stepped up, stepped up, stepped up. I still believe they have the parts. The Bills are an interesting team to me. I think they could be a lot better than people think. Like, not obviously upper echelon, but they could steal some wins with a good defense. All they need is a couple more pieces on offense. Their offense was simply horrible last year. They'll probably do something with McCoy. I would try to trade him to a team that needs a running back, like a team that's very close to going to the Super Bowl, a talented team that needs a back, and they could start, uh, you know, building that offense because I think that young defense is good. I, I agree. I can't, can't argue about anything there. They do have some players there that they can, uh, on defense, they can make some moves with, and they just need, they need offensive help. They just need offensive help to get and surround Allen with some weapons here to see what he can do here. So I agree with you there. I do. Uh, Bill, I don't think they'll be a playoff team, mind you, but I no, think they no. uh I don't Seven think they're horrific. Games or team. something, you know? Yeah, they could they could be a lot better. That's that's what I'm thinking. All right, so I think we uh, I think we're done. I think we we know Murray's going to go there. And after that, Atlanta. I mean, if he falls to Washington at 15, or could Washington make a trade up for him? Because Alex Smith looks like he's certainly not playing next season. Maybe his career's over. Maybe it's not. Uh, Kyler Murray, because we uh, you know you gave and I we talked about this. I think on Tuesday or Tuesday before, Washington's in a tough spot because there's nothing they can do with Smith. They release him, they get crushed. With a, a cap charge, so they're going to have to yeah. keep him on there, which means I think it's going to be very difficult for Washington to sign a free agent quarterback because they're not going to be able to pay him. So I think they need to take one during the draft. I think they would do backflips if Murray was available at fifteen because this is the guy Schneider would love, right? You know, he doesn't know much about football. He'll he'll take him and he can build around or try and build around, build a fan base around a lot of pub here. I wonder if Washington is the team though that trades up. Because they know they need a quarterback. They need a quarterback yeah. for the future. They need their, you know, Robert Griffin. I know it didn't work out with Griffin. He got hurt. Maybe they'll yeah, learn a couple from their years, there. Uh, yeah, I look at Griffin's situation with, like, that game. It's very simple. Like, if you look at his career, that game against Seattle, the Sh- Shanahan ruined his career. He kept him out there against the best defense at the time, and he got absolutely manhandled, slaughtered in that game, playing hurt, and kept on getting hit and hit and hit. He was getting hit before he was trying to go about He couldn't move at the end of that game. And you know what, hey, George, you, you know injuries. Sometimes it just it can happen over time or it can happen quick in a game or two. They ruined him. Seattle basically crushed him that game. He was never the same after that. He was great uh, before he, that game. You're right. I mean, he, he was looking at he was going to have an incredible career, and then it all came crashing down here. But I, I said, I'll say it again. I wonder if Washington's that team that gives up a 2021st and whatever other picks they got to give up this year, not to move into the top five, but to move up five, six spots. You know, to uh, get themselves Murray, should he fall out of the top five? You know, should he fall? Uh, you know, let's say uh, Jacksonville signs Foles. Maybe that's a, uh, a trade they can make. You know, give Jacksonville extra picks and go Jacksonville from seven to 15 because they won't need a quarterback. Detroit could be in this, uh, this as well. Even Buffalo. You know, Denver we just talked about. So I think all these teams would be interesting for Washington to move up for if Murray is still there after the first probably half dozen picks. If he's still there, I think Washington's a team to watch for as far as moving up. Because teams after them, I mean, Carolina, they got Newton. Cleveland's got Mayfield. Minnesota just signed Cousins. Uh, Tennessee, are they ready to give up on Mariota? Not yet. I don't not know. Yet. Probably not, not yet. I'd give them one more, Probably, one more kick at the can. I would agree. I would agree. So that Pittsburgh with Ben, uh, once again, I don't, think he's, I don't think Murray's going to fit that kind of offense. I think they like the Giants. They wouldn't take someone like that. Seattle, no. Baltimore's got Lamar Jackson. Houston's got Watson. Then Oakland again at 24. I, I don't think there's any way he goes this low. You know, no. I think that, I think he has to go in the first, probably half of the draft at, at the very worst yeah. here. Top 15 probably, like you said it around, like at the 15th pick of like, I, I think he'll definitely be off the board then. Yeah, yeah that's what I would it. think so. But it, it's going it's, it's to be great theater. 
it's going to be great theater to see what happens here. So I'm certainly looking forward to watching it. And, you know, speaking of great theater, I know what happened earlier in the week. You know, once again, you and I, we discussed this on Tuesday a little bit, but we'll discuss it more in depth now. Kareem Hunt was signed by the Cleveland Browns. Wow, I know. Uh, <laughs> Under the radar. This one took, right, this, this took me by surprise. Took me by surprise. Uh, I understand Dorsey, his ex-GM uh, is there, and uh, Dorsey, you know, all the lies. Oh, yeah, we vetted him. He's sorry, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about any of that. You know, uh, some players are, some players aren't. There's no way of really telling. They're all going to say the right things. But I just don't know if this trade made sense for two reasons. One, you got Chubb, who's a really good running back. I mean, if I was drafting today in a fantasy league before Hunt, I don't think he'd be top five. I don't know, he wouldn't be top five, but he's probably top eight for me. I like what's going on in that offense. So I wouldn't have felt the need here. And two is, I mean, he's getting at least an eight-game suspension, at least eight. And I've heard some people believe 10, 12. I've heard even, and I might say, I might say some people, I mean, people in the industry, guys like Adam Schefter, the guy who believes he's going to get 10, 12. I've even heard some words that a season wouldn't be a shock. That he can be that gone, gone, gone that long. long. You think about it, Ezekiel Elliott got six games without any evidence, um, without any video evidence, nothing on video. He got six games. This is on video, plus he has two other incidents that uh, they're investigating. I mean, like I said, I think eight's the minimum here. Like that's, that's the over-under, and I might bet the over here as well. I just don't, I don't understand this signing by Cleveland. I, I don't know. I, I think actually, I think he's going to get six. The way I thought about Morenci, actually thinks he's going to get less than that. I find it interesting that he gets drafted. All these incidents happened in Cleveland. Yet Cleveland picked him. Do they know something else we don't know, George? Great point. Seems, Great you know, point. That's the thing, man. This happened in a Cleveland hotel. Like so, the, Dorsey went out there and got him. Obviously, they believe in the kid. He also went to the University of Toledo. That's an Ohio school. There, he's got the the base there. Maybe he thinks there's some good people that that can help him out there. It might not be as bad as we think. I think uh, he's going to get six quickly, George. Uh, before I just want to give people a couple, just one more pick. I think we should still talk about Hunt, but uh, games going off at 12:05 in the NCAA, taking a shot with Louisville minus four and Maryland bought a half point to plus eight. So Louisville Cardinals off that big, big collapse against Duke. I know a lot of people are fading them today. I won't. I will take them minus four and Maryland plus eight. And I think uh, Nick Chubb, the thing that was crazy about that was you looked at his average, 5.2 yards to carry George, and even more impressive, no fumbles. No fumbles for Chubb. So many things that he did well there. And, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I was very excited. In one of my leagues, I have Chubb in my auction keeper league. And now I'm like, oh, great, Kareem Hunt's here. So what am I going to do here? Like, obviously, Chubb's still going to get his, but it's very disappointing that now you got to share the rock. Duke Johnson, probably the odd man out. He's more catch pass catching back only anyway. But uh, very interesting. I really like what Cleveland's doing. I think they're going to win that division next year. <laughs> Dan Graziano of ESPN's right there with you. He made that prediction the other day. Uh, I mean, oh, I like Cincinnati a long time. Not. I was, right, I was day late dollar short with the Browns. You know, yeah. Well, it's other them or Pitt, Pittsburgh. I don't. I don't think Baltimore really. I think you know, even with Lamar Jackson, another year. I, I'm buying into the Browns and the weapons that they have. All those good young players, another year under their belt, Kurtz. Scary stuff. I don't mind it. I don't mind the pick at all. I like to see what Pittsburgh does with uh, with Antonio Brown and Bell first, but I don't mind this at all. I think Cleveland is a young, up and coming team, which is good. Good for Cleveland fans. God, Lord knows it's long enough. You deserve it. All right, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz. We're back for the second hour. Right after this.